Hey, this is Vanessa. This is Carlos. And you're listening to Retro Ad Review. This is a podcast where we select a couple of random old TV commercials and review them. So if you like commercials, listen in. All right, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Retro Ad Review, where we review ads that we like because that's what we do in our spare time. Welcome. Say hello. Welcome. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm sitting next to a big dog who's sleepy. He wanted to play with me, but I just didn't have the capacity to do so right now. He's drooling all over your face? No, he's not drooling. He spit rice on my computer, though, so... <laughs> that sounds worse. It's gross. I don't like okay. it. Um. Anyway, enough about dogs. That might be for another day. What oh, wait, a better segue... You know what could be worse? One of these commercials. <laughs> okay, let's use right. that segue then. Um, right, so in terms of the commercials that we're going to be looking at, we are looking at video games. So this is an area that's near and dear to both of us because we own a lot of consoles. We've owned a, like a lot. How many? How many combined do we have? I don't know. <laughs> but I think we stopped around the mid 2000s, but we got some here and there. But we got like a PlayStation because as they got 3, more expensive, it's like you could get... and you have a Wii U, and you have a Switch. Like we didn't. No, that's stop. what I'm saying. I um, know we didn't stop, we just, but we, we kind of we stopped with the Xbox. Like I think, I think we... the Xbox 360 is the only one we don't have. We don't have any. We don't have the Xbox One. I don't have the Xbox One either. I actually Maybe we get bought... one. I almost bought the Xbox 360, but um, I returned. You it bought almost bought two or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I almost bought two. It was it was weird. Um, fun yeah, trivia fact: crazy. Which console is the best-selling console of all time? I don't know which one. PlayStation Two. PlayStation Two. Wow. Yeah. How? I don't know. It probably was during that peak period when um people were still buying consoles. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know, actually. That was before the internet stuff. And the yeah, PC you know what, yeah, PC. Well, PC's mastering. always been around, but I think, like, like big online world-building yeah, games. Yeah, that's the early 2000s when the online really yeah. came out. Yeah. Halo, um, it came out right before they, they perfected online. So in order to play multiplayer Halo, you have to get four Xboxes, four Halos, up to 16 people in a land party. It was like, oh, they just land missed the, the train. Um, right. That would have been cool. I really liked Halo. All right, so, so we're not going to talk about any first? of these super popular games. The first ad that we're looking at is literally called Weird Nintendo Commercial on YouTube anyway. We don't know what it's actually called. Um, this one's from the 1980s, and it does live up to its YouTube title. So let's have a listen. We are Nintendo Ultimate TV Game System. Aim your Zappa gun. You cannot beat us, even with your robot partner. You cannot beat us. Discover new worlds. You cannot beat us. We are Nintendo. We challenge warriors. You cannot beat us. Okay. Um, so I'm going to describe this commercial. Um, it's really weird. It, it has this like, 
basically these weird like block characters appear all over the screen like taunting you and saying you can't beat us so the dog from duck hunt some weird guy in a suit is the one that kicks it off bowser as he looks like in um or king koopa as he looks like in the original nintendo that weird cloud guy that follows you in mario as well and some duck looking thing and they all just taunt you and they all are just looking directly at you from the screen it has like a quick moment where it shows a kid playing duck hunt but that's it and they just are weird and mean um so it's that's it's really strange. called a lucky two what is that? Oh, Cloud guy is called Lucky Two. Yeah, Lucky Two's there. Um, but he doesn't he have like, bad. a camera. He's just a cameraman. Like yeah, he doesn't have a camera. Um, and it plays that cool music, the boss music from uh, Mario, Mario Brothers. So it's yeah. it's a weird commercial. Um, I don't know what that weird duck thing was. It's not one of I the. I think it was one of the games from Rob. Rob only came with two games and one of them, I think they were like monsters who wanted to eat the professor but you had to put a radish in its face and it really loves radishes mm. so it got distracted and then you could squeeze it, stomp on it or something. So like just a weird view that I have like the very beginning of it shows that guy with like a tie who's like ooh you, I don't know, he kicks off the commercial it gives me who like really that? I don't know, I think he's like a random Nintendo employee stand-in or something like that it gives me uh max headroom vibes yeah exactly it it gives you the max headroom vibe and it has like that weird look of the the 80s dire straits uh music video i want my mtv yeah it actually yeah that's as far as like because actually in an interesting way this is all like i presume kind of like 3d yeah, some kind of weirdish looking thing. Yeah. And then there's that refrain of you cannot beat us and back then Nintendo was really hard. So they have the term Nintendo hard. So I guess you couldn't beat them. Yeah, it even says at the very end it almost looks like closed captioning. Um they all chant you cannot beat us and then it just has it in words at the bottom you cannot beat us. I don't know if that was like a tagline Nintendo USA was trying to like kick off or something. That would be terrible. It's like, hey, look, play this and you can't beat it. I guess that's for the replay value or extended time. So I think this commercial... The game's only five minutes long and then you have to take forever to beat it. I think this commercial is generally regarded as weird and a bit baffling. Like, I mean, even... Okay, we just pulled... We just pulled a YouTube ad off of the internet, right? Um, And all of the comments are basically just like, either a variation of what the hell is happening this is actually terrifying or scary what just why did they do I this I heard <laughs> like in like the rumor mill that they pulled this ad because it was too scary for kids What It is kind of creepy it I actually would be a creepy bit creepy though out. but that's some like that's why who who commissioned this and said let's get a guy in a suit This is almost a Max like headroom vibe to tell you hey look you cannot, and it's not even like it's antagonizing the the, the kids. This is almost like pre ninety, like you know when the nineties, which we'll probably see in a bit, yeah. went weird and surreal and like step into a slim gym really, kind of weird really stuff. Dumb. 
yeah. This one feels like they were toying with different aspects versus just like, Dad, buy me a game. It was like, let's try this creepy, like, you know, chanting, hey, see if shouting sticks. people version. It's not a good commercial, I'd probably say. It's really strange and off-putting. Yeah, you... It's off-putting. That's how I describe it. And again, it. I don't... Other than blasting Nintendo in your face and saying we are Nintendo, it's a little hard to tell what it's about if you just listen to it. You cannot beat us. It's yeah, like, the, uh, you know how the what? dog in Duck Hunt like kind of giggles. This dog has angry eyebrows. <laughs> he's he's just angry. Like the only character where I feel like it matches is Bowser going like you cannot beat us because it's the thing know, that annoys me Koopa. the most is this Lego looking weird guy. It's a guy. I think he's Who just standing for Nintendo. I think he's like weird Nintendo. Why not put a Japanese guy? Because I don't think they thought this through. I, guess I think it was just Nintendo have... USA going, uh, why not try this? I guess because children. And now, as of today, Nintendo is ruled by Doug Bowser. Oh, yeah. Nintendo of America Big is ruled news. by Doug Bowser. Bowser runs Nintendo, so that's delightful. That's kind of funny. All right. All right. So... That is that commercial. That was that. So if you thought this commercial was weird, which, you know, frankly it is. It's a weird commercial. The next one is probably a little bit more of a uh, almost expected weird. So this commercial is from the 1990s. And as we were mentioning before, the 1990s was very much like radical, Lunchables, pizza, delivery guys, all this kind of stuff. Like just... It was one of my least favorite it was the most memorable to me, but one of my least favorite like eras. They were so easily pandering to Generation X. Yeah, it was detached in your face. coolness. Yeah, and, yeah. It was, it was that right. kind of stupidity. So this commercial is actually a bit of a minute long. So we'll be back with you after a minute. Um, uh, prepare yourself because it's also it's also a mean commercial. The other one's shouting at you that you can't beat you, and then this one. Well, all right, let's just listen to it. So before before we start recording these commercials, we talk about which commercials to select, and generally Carlitos picks them because he has a vast treasure trove memory of commercials. But and I tend to forget them. But the the moron actually rang a bell. The moron really really rang a bell. Um, so I do think I remember this commercial right. So this is just quintessential '90s cool commercial. But you know, fun fact, it wasn't actually that cool. Um. It's kind of showing the launch of Gamecom, 
Um, a little person is the spokesperson. Um, they have him stand on top of another guy so that he can reach the microphone, which is a really odd thing to do. But I guess that was weird. Because yeah, it's weird. I think it was part of this whole like irreverent style of things. Whatever. Anyway, it, he's announcing it a bun in front of a bunch of like Generation Xers, like guys wearing flannel and having sort of floppyish hair and wearing. And this is ninety eight. This is ninety eight. Oh my god. Anyway, whatever. Um, I guess those people those, were around those, yeah, college that's, age that's, at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this looks like these are college age students, actually high school and college age. Um, so they're all listening to this guy pretty much berate them for being idiots I guess it looks like a mosh pit as well so it's not like he's doing a general press conference it's being held in some strange looking cool underground environment or whatever so he just starts shouting at the group telling them all the stuff that you heard a minute ago and then at the very end they can't take it anymore and they just rush um, they rush the stage and that's the end of the commercial and what um, is this dwarf man wearing um, he looks as though he's wearing an orange jumpsuit, um, but it's not like a prison jumpsuit suit. It's like a very orange outfit, and he's got like blue hair, um, and, he's like got those, a, and he's got that classic. <laughs> yeah, he's got like the frosted blue tips, that kind of like hairstyle, and a goatee. So it's just really like '90s. That uh, I don't know how to describe it anymore. I actually can't look at it anymore because it's annoying um right so this was all meant to sell gamecom um yeah. gamecom is spelled game.com so kind of weird and but whatever anyway gamecom was released in 97 um it was it was released actually by tiger electronics um, <laughs> um, and you, you know you know about tiger electronics right? like what, what's the deal with them they were just like this really cheap <laughs> thing yeah because like you wanted a game boy or a sega game gear it was like expensive <laughs> but the main thing that tiger like spewed out was these sort of cheap lcd things where you press a button and the LCD had like a pre thing, and then you press the button, and the little guy punches. But he's pretty much stuck in the same area, so you never know when you're gonna get hit. But they didn't even just keep it to like regular games like uh, Street Fighter and stuff. They had like Full House, where Michelle had to high five everybody, what? and like the Flintstones movie. I, I remember them. Everything, like everything was just there. Then they made the the wristwatch games, so you could do the same thing, just pressing one button. Their whole thing was mainly just ripping off Nintendo, like with the the VR thing, the R Zone. So they came. It out was with just their LCD. Console. Yeah, it was just their LCD thing, but with the uh, red and black because the Virtual Boy is red and black, and like the Virtual Boy, the R Zone. They call it very similar, uh, like they would say back in the day. They were biters. Do you know what else Tiger Electronics <laughs> made though? Biters. Um, they made Gigapets and. 2XL? Do you remember that weird little robot? Oh, the, the ripoff of... Cassette. Uh, yeah. Um, what was the other guy's name? MyPal2. Yeah, so like the MyPal2 guy, but just a robot. And I remember those yeah, so they added commercials. And then they also yeah, they were the creators of Furby. So if you didn't like Tiger Electronics, well, they gave you many reasons to not like They them. did something. 
Yeah, I guess. Furby so how about this huge... hideous Gamecom thing? So, you was know, it any good? So, okay, so you were saying that they came up with another console that was, like, combating the Virtual Boy, which also, I think the Virtual Boy didn't do very well, right? It was the first Nintendo failure, like, huge one. Um, so, uh, Tiger decided to release Gamecom. I keep wanting to say Game.com. And it was their biggest, like, release ever. Um, I mean, they didn't do much fanfare for those handheld games. They weren't like, the new Michelle from Full House High Five game is out. So they did this whole thing like they would do at, like, I think E3 and stuff. And they said it was going to change gaming, all this kind of stuff. I mean, the guy in the commercial system is really interesting things. Like, it can connect to the internet. It's a yeah. touch screen. You know, it's actually quite forward thinking or, or you know, whatever you want to call it. So, um, and I think it was probably the first, like, touch screen, the first um, internet-enabled one. It's the first handheld one to have internal memory. So it had a lot going for it. It had a lot. Um, they actually got some, like, big games. I remember they advertised uh, Resident Evil 2, like, a lot, Duke Nukem. Um, so they had a lot of games, but it probably didn't help that their commercial didn't answer any like of the questions and also just essentially said to the target audience you guys are morons i don't actually even uh, understand the strategy with one. that it was just like hey you're an idiot it's just like you're an idiot by our thing and i'm not even talking about to us the audience watching the commercial i'm talking to like the the mosh pit audience what, what was that about just like even yeah. more than your brain cells like stupid questions like Questions that should have yeah, been what, answered, what? like, how much does it cost? He calls the guy a moron. He this says, person asks, does it play? And then he cuts him off. Another person's like, how about compatibility? Like, based on that question, how about compatibility? This is clearly an audience that's very focused on gaming and understands what the words compatible or the phrase compatibility means. And then and he then, calls you a moron. Yeah, and then the guy is like, idiot! <laughs> um, so to answer it the question, just... it costs about 70 bucks. Oh, it, he says uh, more than you idiots had brain cells. I think the thing only had like very few, like eight games or something. <laughs> yeah. In fact, they owned the domain game.com. So that's incredible. Um, what do you... It wasn't a happy ending. They didn't sell very much. And but they it was sold just... less than 300,000 units, which is a very like minimal amount of things to sell. I just remember something about this, like, like you could check your email, but you couldn't really go too far from your modem. Like, it didn't go, it was basically like attaching it like a, a mini computer, check your email, and then that's all you could do. <laughs> I was like, why not just use the computer? But uh, the commercial is just like the whole early 90s Gen X irony thing. It's like, hey, I want to know how much it cost. You're an idiot. It's like, what? I, I like how at the end, though, how they're like throwing them around like a ragdoll. <laughs> In the mosh pit, like that's horrifying. It's yeah, yeah. The whole commercial just is is terrible in many ways. I mean, it it ends up in your mind, but it's just like Jesus, what the hell? Is the this only mean? other Gamecom commercial I remember was Resident Evil Two, where this uh, zombies complaining. It was like, oh, do you know how horrible it is? A zombie and everyone's trying to kill you. And then he yeah. points to the Gamecom. I think we saying both... it assaulted him at the police station. That's ridiculous. I mean, at least that kind of. <laughs> I don't even know what that accomplishes, but this commercial doesn't do much. I mean, it says Gamecom a lot, so at least you know that it's a system yeah. or whatever. Um, the 90s had the weirdest commercials. What I think and is there was kind of, a lot of them. 
before we move on to the next commercial, I was thinking with this one that even the look of it, like when I saw him pressing the buttons and stuff, like when he was showing, because I had a stylus, right? In the commercial, yeah. the guy um, pokes the screen with a stylus. It doesn't do very much or whatever, but the screen just looked so outdated. It looked even worse than a Game Boy. It looked like, it looked like it was going in the Game Gear direction, but then yeah. it stopped at like a prototype of a Game Boy. Yeah, Game Gear so, had color. Yeah. Like, oh man, I remember that. God, I really wanted a Game Gear. That was one system we never got. Um, <laughs> yeah. We really wanted a Game Gear. We weren't big um, on handhelds either. Yeah. But we had a Game Boy. Yeah, we didn't have like Game Boy Color or anything like that. But yeah, you look at it and it just looks it just looks so cruddy. Like nothing about it just says, oh my God, this is amazing. And maybe that's what they did. They just used the Tiger Electronics like capabilities right. the company's capabilities made what they usually did to a degree tried to soup it up a little bit and then decided let's just throw a lot of money at the commercial to make it look cool so everything around it was cool but even though we're insulting the audience yeah at the very like, least so though cool, it, it, it tried like a lot yeah it tried to do so many things like be at the forefront of it all but it bombed yeah last point I'm surprised no one had come up with Gamecom as the name of something because it sounds like something would have used the word Gamecom. Or the hip or internet. Uh, yeah, or it didn't even have Game.com in 1998. digital natives trying to <sighs> break through. Anyway, all right, so all right. that is enough on Gamecom. Moving on to the next commercial. Um, we're in the 2000s. People are used to video games. They're like, wow, the PlayStation's great. Look at all these Nintendo games. Um, and this is the era when Sega really tried hard and then didn't quite make it. Um, so this next commercial is for a video game, actually, rather than a console. And here we are. Subject A. Good Hedgehog. Subject B. Evil Hedgehog. Introducing Shadow from Sonic Adventure 2. Now you can choose to be Sonic the Good Hedgehog and try to save the world. Or Shadow the Evil Hedgehog and conquer it. What kind of hedgehog are you? <laughs> Rated E for everyone, only on Dreamcast. So, that was something, wasn't it? <laughs> it's the commercial was. basically just show Everything is something, I guess. The commercial basically shows uh, these scientists that look like they're testing atomic energy, like the 1940s, 50s, 60s scientists you see in like the movies and stuff. One, uh, one of the scientists has a good hedgehog, and there's an evil hedgehog inside the uh, inside so some containment unit. And like in Jurassic Park, they're bringing down a cow into it. And then the next thing you see is kind of gross. One of the scientists is looking through the the window of that room, and then you see blood splattered on the window. I'm like, wow. But basically, it was to advertise uh, Sonic Adventure 2, that it shows clips of the of the game, and how you could either play as Sonic the Good Hedgehog or Shadow the Bad Hedgehog, who, this was his first appearance, and I think now he's like the second most famous character in the series. What? And then after that, uh, after it shows the clips, it just shows the evil hedgehog burping because apparently he ate this giant cow. But basically, the premise of the game is like you play as Sonic, you try to save the world, you play as Shadow, you could take it over. And 
that's basically what trying to advertise. And it shows snippets of actual gameplay, which when I was watching it, I remember playing it. So we had a Dreamcast, and we yeah. had multiple games for the Dreamcast. Like, what was it? D D20? Um, D2? D2. That creepy horror game? It was a creepy... Okay, so weird segue, but we had a creepy horror game called D2, and it starred... What was it? What was supposed Laura, to be the... Laura, the digital actress. Yeah, it was supposed to star the first, like, The guy who made it was kind of like a created. crazy person. So he wanted her in, like, multiple things. That was a weird game. Anyway, and yeah. I think 2 was for, like, the year 2000 or something. Anyway... But I remember playing had... Sonic Adventure 2 a lot. So we had Sonic Adventure, and the last boss is, like, this weird water beast... Chaos, the water god oh, of yeah. chaos. Chaos, the water god. So strange. But I really liked Sonic. I, okay, I was a huge, huge... I was a really big Sonic fan when I was a kid. One of my elementary school photos, we could bring in any toy we wanted, and I brought in a Sonic toy. <laughs> which which I still have, and I still have Tails as well. And then Is that I the was, one with the... The broken arm? Yeah, the one that mom had to sew back onto him. So, like, Aww. I really, really like Sonic. And the only reason I wanted a Dreamcast was just to play Sonic. Like, that's all I wanted to do. We even watched, like, the yeah. bad Sonic movie. Oh, okay. That's another thing. We watched the really bad Sonic. Uh, we watched OVA the good thing. Sonic Saturday morning cartoon and the terrible San uh, Sonic Saturday morning cartoon or whatever it was and there was a third one that we didn't watch because we were too old by that stage his um, popularity was like up confused. and down like a loop the loop but um he was huge in the early 90s but huge but by the time the mid 90s and the sega attitude. saturn was coming out yeah his attitude was just if you you let the controller down he just taps his foot but and that was is impatient that was his thing, and I think that's why people say like Sonic. But they're just kind of adding to his edge and cool. But this is what I'm saying. Like people said, I'm that impatient. His, I'm cool. His thing died because that was the Gen X stuff. That was the I'm cool. Oh. I'm irreverent. I've got an attitude, and that's what Sonic was. A bit like and the weird Crash Bandicoot. Thing. Like Street um, Fighter kicked off all the fighting games. Sonic kicked off all those cutesy mascot things. Until Master well, Chief. Mario. Mario was. Yeah, but he he's not a furry animal. I guess not. PlayStation went through Chief multiple ones, like Jack and Daxter. Man, I really like Jack and Daxter. Um, but anyway, going back to Sonic Adventure. Um, Sonic Adventure launched, I think, like Sonic No. Well, there was technically Sonic 3D, but like this was Sonic in like proper 3D form or whatever. And you could play, no, and it was really fun, and it was really cool. And I don't think it got like great reviews or something but i think people sonic adventure wasn't so bad then sonic adventure yeah. 2 came out which again wasn't the greatest but it introduced shadow what year? the hedgehog it came out in 2001 oh it doesn't matter now what that's yeah, the remember. first one right Ugh. Introduced, but, um, like, big the cat is a cat, cat. who's voiced um, by duke nukem oh weird okay um so sonic adventure 2 it was released in 2001 and so you could play the hero campaign and the dark campaign and the hero campaign had sonic tails and knuckles so they're trying to save the world from some evil thing and then um then the dark campaign you could play a shadow eggman um and rouge the bat and I think she was introduced in this game. So she essentially was yeah. just like 
the female clone of Knuckles. Clone in the game sense versus the, like, I don't know, story sense. She was her own bat. Um, a bat? Yeah. Um, and then you could also raise Chow. Um, and if you recall Chow, no one remembers Chow, but they were fun. There were these weird little monsters that you could grow and raise, and there were Chow Gardens, and then you could take them away in, like, a teeny, teeny handheld system and, like, raise it a Chow. Like so it was their like their Tamagotchi analog. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like a weird little time. Like, hey, let's jump on this banner. What I remember the most about this, though, is like, I think this was either this one, I'm pretty sure it was this one, or Sonic Heroes, which is a sequel to this one. Oh, Or like the last ones that were like big and popular. Man, I really remember Like, they were like, can Sonic really go into a 3D world and Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 did good? But after that, I just kind of kept going downhill, and he yeah. never really truly recovered to what he used to be. Actually, kind of going back to the commercial element of it, I was just thinking about it, that um, you don't actually play to take over the world or anything. Like, you can play a shadow who's like a bad hedgehog who's going to like, yeah, you know. It's kind of, what was it, Fable, that game where you could be yeah, evil or you could be good? Or yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know there are multiple games that are like that, but that's the one that, my, that I remember the most. Um. And it wasn't that. Like, it wasn't like, well, I finished the shadow section. Like, it kind of, I remember, I think I recall finishing the shadow section and then it being like, something more will happen versus like, I've taken over the world. And also, it kind of like, I think Shadow goes through an evolution where he's like a good guy. So, no, you're not playing as evil. So, that was, that was false advertising. Um, As as far as the commercial goes, it's like the '90s with Sega was just really, really weird. Like I remember there was an infomercial where they had like some naked lady, bald lady with like a Saturn head, and like trippy weirdness. All like, oh, you should play Sega Saturn. And the stupid Sega CD commercial where the freaking uh, this dude in like uh like gangster rap garb is like, hey, still don't own a Sega CD. And the, the the dumb slacker Jet X guy's like, it's like, hey, show him the graphics, and he's like, whoa. Whoever made the Gen X stuff really had like the advertising agencies had no respect for Gen X. It sounds like <laughs> just like they're just idiot slackers. That seemed to be the common thread. Um, because I think they like called themselves that ironically, bio. like everything was ironic, like all the TV shows, OK Soda, all that. I feel like um, Grunge, uh, everything. going back into the kind of Sonic universe of thing, what you were saying about how he kind of got unpopular and all that, I think he became uncool because, you know, he was no longer the Gen X spokesman or whatever. Um, but I think he's still beloved by our kind of age group, and I think he's having a little bit of a resurgence in some ways. Um, he's gotten a lot of attention recently, due to Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which is coming out this year, where there's been a bit of a I, brouhaha I over the, the style of Sonic. Have you seen it? I hope that, uh, I hope that's not what it is, but I hope they don't make it like <laughs> freaking Ryan Reynolds, Pikachu, Detective Pikachu. It's like, I... hey, it's totally different and irreverent and weird from what its source material is. And it's like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm not so big into Detective Pikachu. I don't really like Pokemon all that much or whatever, but like me neither. Thing, it's like I keep too watching. Far I've watched the commercials for it because I've Pikachu looks really cute. Like they did a really <laughs> good job of making him like squishy and soft. Like I remember we used to watch Pokemon in the morning before school because it was the only thing on television while we were getting ready. And um and we were probably little too old maybe just edging on that point of liking that stuff but i really like pikachu because he looked like a bunny and i really liked bunnies yeah i thought um, he was a rabbit he's a rat he was a rabbit then i learned he was a rat and i didn't like it anymore but i don't know if you've seen so i saw two concept like i saw the original like concept art for sonic the, the one that they're not doing right now and he oh. looks weird he looks stubby or whatever but he looked a little bit better than this current one this current one looks like off. There are memes movie. about it and everything like that. So, but what what was the Sonic's initial thing? He was like he's gonna be like a rock star with like Madonna was his girlfriend or something like that. What? When? It's just he was even supposed to be way cooler than what he turned out to be. Oh my god! It was uh, the initial stages of planning. One of the things that's weird about Sonic Adventure Two, mm. whenever I see like around the internet land, people are like remembering it. They remember Sonic Adventure Two Battle. The Nintendo oh, GameCube yeah. version, the first time Sega well, and Nintendo kind of squished together. But everyone remembers that over the Dreamcast one. Whenever I remember playing Sonic Adventure 2, it was a Dreamcast. Well, yes. but Which was like in 2001. So the reason yeah, I'm like going to say this is because everybody w- would have likely owned a GameCube versus a Dreamcast. Like, the Dreamcast <laughs> yeah, didn't do very well. Um, actually, I was looking at something online about Sonic Adventure 2, and it, it had pretty good reviews so like the metacritic score is like 89 so yeah i think it was like the last one that was huge it did i i actually quite liked the gameplay like i liked the sliding you know how you would slide down those you'd have to like really like time it so you jump and all that like i i liked it yeah grinding i I think think it was was called yeah i think this was the one because part of his whole thing was also the, the x games kind of thing I think this is the one that they they advertise a specific type of shoe. He was wearing different shoes than all his other games because he was advertising a specific like grinding shoe for Japan or something like that. Okay, was cool. I don't know. I, I didn't. Uh, but yeah, I have fond memories of this game. I yeah, like me it. too. I also liked the first one, and I remember all the songs for the first one for some odd reason. All right, we've gone through all of the commercials. Now it's actually time to discuss the commercials themselves. So. Least favorite commercial of the three. Yeah. Least favorite. Let me see. I guess I'll go with the 80s Nintendo thing. I don't remember too much about the 80s because I was on drugs. No, uh, I was too young. Uh, The only one I remember was like this weird uh, Atari thing with a wrapping that the fun is back. Because the Atari 52 bombed so bad, they had to bring back the 2600. But I don't remember too much about the 80s, and this one is just a hideous thing that tried to rip off Max Headroom and the Dire Straits and tell you, hey, you cannot beat us. That's not a nice thing to say to a kid who wants to play a game. But then again, I couldn't beat Castlevania, so maybe they're right. I don't even remember playing Castlevania. Stupid jerk. So I think my least favorite is the... Uh, Gamecom one because of the many reasons I mentioned when we were talking about it earlier. Like, 
it was cool to use a little person like that whole th- that whole vibe around it was kind of weird like having him stand on a dude like what's that Not all too about PC. yeah it's just like they can have a spokesman that's fine but like why that that's just so odd they had they carried him and everything um him shouting at you and <laughs> it's it was pretty much what i said the, the the console didn't look great so they tried to make everything around it look great and i and I think for the purposes of an ad telling you you're an idiot, um, I don't think it was successful in that way. Which yeah. brings me to number two. My second favorite or middle one is the 80s one. And in contrast to kind of the mantra for Gamecom being like, you're an idiot, you're a moron, buy our thing. This one was at least presenting some form of challenge of you can't beat us. I mean, they were saying you can't beat us, yeah. but you know, it's most, more in a challenging way. Um, I'm not oh, saying like, it was spectacular, love. but this was an odd commercial. I, I agree for the same reasons as you. It's just like you can't be being creepy and weird to your audience, which is, which are like a lot of little kids played. Like we were barely able to remember, but like we played that. And if I saw that, I know that if I saw that commercial when I was a kid, I probably would have started crying because I cried for pretty much everything. But it was a frightening commercial. Like it's. I wonder what it's time of day they put this on. Hopefully, they put it on during like three p.m. or something. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's the second favorite for mine. What about you? My second favorite is probably Sonic. It's not generic, but it, it still had that residue of the weirdness that I didn't like of the '90s. But I kind of remember it, and I like the game. Mm. I just like how they presented it, like the atomic bomb, 40s to 60s scientist guys, like, and the callback to Jurassic Park where they lower the the cow. But that's also one of the parts I don't like. It's like, that's very violent for a freaking commercial to sell to kids. It's like, you just mutilate this cow. And at the end, the evil hedgehog, who's indiscernible from the good one, by the way, just yeah. burps because he ate the whole thing. It's like blood splatters on the wall. It's like not even survival horror had stuff like that. Do you know what? I'm actually thinking about it and I'm not quite sure I'm really convinced about my ranking because I just realized the last one that I was going to say would have been the Sonic one. I think actually that might be my second favorite. The Nintendo one was just weird and I guess it could go that. I, I think the I think for the reasons that you're saying about the, the Sonic commercial, um, think reasons why I would like it. It's got two very adorable looking hedgehogs, which is kind of cute. Um, but there's nothing about it that sticks out. I mean, in comparison to the other yeah. two commercials, there's something that's like embedded in the memory about them. The Sonic well, one, the... I could genuinely forget. Genuinely. Yeah. Like, I have no idea. I mean, I didn't... And at the, the very chance. least, yeah, it had the, uh, the game advertised in it. Yeah. I mean, it was successful in terms of an ad. And I mean, do you know what was probably a really good example or a kind of a good testament to what we're what we're discussing. Remember when we talked about each of the commercials? We were talking about mm-hmm. the system, we were talking about the commercial themselves, but then when we went on the Sonic Adventure one, we just talked about Sonic Adventure 2, the game. So yeah, maybe the commercial was well, in, that memo. in that way. I don't know. I kind of struggle. But so, anyway, so yeah. What's your your newly aligned ranking? I think, I think purely because of how crap it was, Gamecom at the bottom... Sonic in the middle, and then the weird Nintendo one at the top, I guess. I don't know. So, Tough. my top, if you haven't figured it out, was the Gamecom. <laughs> Mostly because it just stuck in my head. It's like Sonic Adventure 2, I really liked the game. 
but I and I remember the commercial, but it's not like at the forefront of what I remember of the games. I remember like a bunch of Nintendo games because they're trying to be weird and insult Gen X. But the GameCom one was just to a whole different level of insulting the audience. I was like 12, 13 at the time. I was like, why is this guy insulting these people? He, he looks like he's in like this freaking orange tuxedo looking weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> and they make him stand on a guy. It, they it was a lot less PC back then. I remember a Nintendo commercial where, like, a cross-dressing dad is like, what? Oh, yeah. Just, like, shame. But I, the thing I hate and what makes it memorable to me, why I like it the most, was the insulting. They're asking him legitimate questions as stupid as they are. They're like, hey, how much does it cost? Does it play this? He doesn't even answer, like, of course it does, you dummy, or something. like. He's like, how much does it cost? Moron. It's like... Yeah, it's just like, what why, about, what's uh, wrong with that question? Talk about the stylus. Talk about the internet. What? To give us more information, we're we're legitimately we're like genuinely asking you, and then they're not even giving them that. And where are they? They're like an industrial warehouse. They're an industrial big... warehouse that's like underground that was probably used for I don't know moshing. Raves. That's, that's really yeah, <laughs> raves or moshing. That's pretty much the. And they rush the stage and start throwing them around like a rag doll and in the background while it says GameCom. to be your favorite commercial of the bunch. It's stuck in my head. <laughs> it, how is it not effective? It's like the phalanx old man. It stucks in your head. Okay. Okay. No, I get what you're saying. I mean, there are various reasons why we kind of take these options. Uh, or we choose right, then. our rankings. Um, cool. So that is the latest um one that was fun that was really interesting i feel like i learned a lot about commercials and games and game commercials <laughs> we could probably do like a part two a part like to part like a hundred or something on video game commercials yeah. um but i think that's it so um thank yep. you for listening thank you for joining along if you like what we do uh subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform we're on Google Play, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, so just have a listen and let us know what you think. And if you have any suggestions for commercials that we should be doing next, uh, give us a shout. And with that, we wrap up. Done for the day. All right. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye.